Wow, Jackie, we made it. The biggest week of the year, not for long media, all the podcasts involved with us. It's Super Bowl week. It's a big week. You're busy as hell. We're going to get into what you're doing here, but everything here at the Colin Thompson Show is brought to you by Not For Long Media and our friends over at the Original Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. Hey, listen, if the birds win, send somebody some fudge. If the birds lose, send somebody some fudge. They're going to need it. So, again, fudge and sweet treats, the best, the creamiest. It's just Philly. It's just Jersey Shore. It's just tradition with the saltwater taffy and all of their sweet treats, shipping them across the country. Check them out, fudgekitchens.com. Guys, going to a game, going to the Super Bowl, no better place to buy your tickets than SeatGeek. Promo code Colin Thompson, C-U-L-I-N-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N for 20 bucks off any ticket over $50 or more. What are the Super Bowl tickets going for right now, Jackie? What's the latest update? I have heard 6000 and It's about like what face value – or not face value got. That's like what the resale value is for. And I've heard from some people that I know that are going to the game that had the opportunity for face value. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's only $2,000 for nosebleeds. Was what That's they not had. bad, though. That, that was face value. And it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's not bad, but it's just crazy we're at the point of saying that something is a fair value for $2,000 for a ticket at face value. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair, though. It's the biggest game of the year. It's the number one event yeah. in the world. It's the number one event. In, yeah, it's the number one event in the world other than, like, World Cup, right, or – uh, Champions League championship uh, over in, you know, more than England now, all over uh, Europe. Uh, so, yeah, no, I digress. There's lots to discuss, Jack. But we've got Jason Martinez joining the show today. Jason, is he's at Flyers practice now, right now, coming to you live. I wanted to get some of our not for long media folks on the show, just giving some just some ideas, some personalities, mixing up a little bit. Jason Martinez has the OGs podcast with Harry Mays. So he's going to be coming live from the bond with the bag ready to go for some hockey talk. And then Rashid Bailey is going to be joining us here because he's the best. He's at opinions. He's rocks and rolls. He's so good. He's going to be joining us here at Not For Long Media. More details will come with that down the line. But he was at the championship game there last week, so I want to hear what he had to say, the vibe, the mood, the atmosphere. Rashid is the absolute best. Jack, there's lots to discuss. But talk about your week this week and how crazy it's been with the Ross Tucker Show. Ross is the best, the biggest he does such a great job. He's so coveted because he's just so easy to relate to. He can talk football at a higher level, his food, his fun. What's your week been like doing stuff with Ross? Now, you know I'm not somebody that really likes to pat myself on the but pat myself on the back or brag about anything. I think I am the only person in America who is juggling both college classes as a college student and then also having to deal with media row at the same time. If there's others, I'm more than glad to say I'm wrong, but I don't know anybody else who is, and it has been truly chaotic, but I wouldn't trade it for anything else. So yeah, DraftKings has an incredible setup at Media Row for all of their shows. It includes the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and Ross has been coming live from Media Row from their setup for the start of this week. Today was our last day, Monday through Wednesday, so we had a bunch of episodes there. It's just a really cool look, bunch of professional cameras, stage, lighting, the whole nine yards. They did a tremendous job with that, so that has been what my week has been so far outside of my lovely work here at Not For Long Media. Oh, wow. Lovely work, Jack. Wow. Wow. It's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, you've been killing it. I mean, listen, you do so many different things. You know, guys, people call about plucking Jack away and hiring the guy all the time. He's an absolute monster. And we're just so fortunate to have him here and our awesome team and Not For Long Media with five, six shows, seven shows in the making. 
it's chaos here. None of us are together. None of us are in the same room. None of us are even in the same town. So um, other than Jack and Mick, probably you're in the same county. <laughs> there you go. Not even the same town in the same county. So yeah, it's uh, it's unique what we do here, but it's a lot of fun and it creates a really crazy environment. Jack, as you know, Psalm Sleep's the best sleep drink on the market. Get Psalm Sleep. Unbelievable. I left mine at the house. I should have shipped it to Key West. I'm kind of bummed. I sleep amazing on it. I rise and just kick ass the next day. There's nothing better than Psalm Sleep. Promo code Colin. Promo code Colin for uh, for oh, Jason's joining us here. I love it. Right from the barn. Uh, for He says, coming to you live. There hey, he is. A great Jason. Hey, Colin, say hi to Louis DeBrusque. Say hi to Louis DeBrus. Louis <laughs> coming to you live on the podcast. Look at that. What other what other media company is coming to you live from Key West, Montgomery County, and then from the barn with Louis DeBrus? I don't know if there is one. As Jason's popping in and out here, we'll, we'll wait for total him. coverage. Total coverage. Total <laughs> coverage. Jason, we'll jump right into it. You've been covering sports, music, tons for the city for so long. You know the heartbeat of the fans, the feeling. What's the feeling amongst the Flyers team? What's the feeling amongst the whole city that, you know, throughout your travels of working? Uh, and there's a buzz right now. I said this on Monday at the Flyers game that it was a Monday night Flyers game and people were getting after it, like double fist in 24 ounce beers. And I'm like, this is weird, but it's Super Bowl week. So like everybody's ready to get after it this week. It's, you know, I think the Philly fans are in an uncomfortable spot, Colin, because they feel like their team is in a good place. And, like, we're comfortable in the skin of underdog. You know what I mean? Like, no one likes us. We don't care. They think we're going to lose. They think we stink. And this role of kind of being a favorite slash the team that should win and had the better regular season is a place that Eagle fans are a little – and Philly sports fans, I think, may be a little uncomfortable with. It's a really great point, and not a lot of people are talking about that. We had the Sam Boner show on earlier with all our Sam Boner crazy guys, and like they're nervous to give their predictions because they're like, well, I think they're going to win by two scores. Like They're just not comfortable with it. And I was telling you them – You don't want to verbalize guys, it because you like, – Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, what I tell them is this. Trust your eyes. Don't listen yeah. to the media. Don't listen to this. You're, you've been a fan long enough. Trust what your eyes say, but – you know, again, you've been doing this a really long time. What do your eyes say about this Eagles team? I mean, they're they're the best team in the NFL. Um, you, you know, they're so good on both lines that it's just it's so hard to deal with them because there's it's like there's you know holes in a dam and you're trying to plug the dam, but you're running out of fingers because if you go, okay, I'm going to put my fingers here and plug this hole against the Eagles, well, they got another option. I mean, the fact that in, you know, three rushing touchdowns, two by Miles Sanders in that game, one by Boston Scott, like you go, geez, like I got to deal with that now. I got to deal with Jason Kelsey chucking dudes still. I mean, he's unbelievable. Lane Johnson, like, you know, the numbers when Lane's in and when Lane's not in they're they're ridiculous. You know, Jordan Mailata getting out on the outside. I saw the Baldy's breakdown, Baldy showing him, Mailata laying on him and breathing on him and, Telling them we're going to be here all day, you know, like this team's got a lot of grunt to it too, a lot of grime. So, and, and I think the big key Colin too, is that they've got guys that were in a Super Bowl. So they're not going to let the whole team play the Super Bowl before the game happens. It's That's a really a great team. point. 
it's a great point. It's like a good hockey team, right? Like you need the guys that have been there and done it. They'll go get a guy to yep. trade deadline, even if they have it, who's just okay just to be in the locker room. It's so pivotal. There's so many things to discuss with this team. I think you bring up a great point. Who are you going to cover? Because on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball, their offensive line's great. The run game's great. And they spread people out. They just they run a really simple college, very system that Jalen's mm-hmm. comfortable with. They're not under center, old school like the Niners. They're spreading teams out. If you're going to load the box and stop the run, you're going to have to guard our receivers one-on-one. It's a very kind of basketball formula. But I want to hear your formula for the game, like for the Eagles. Like, How do you see it going? What's your final score? I, I look at it and I go, the formula to win here is to continue to run the ball because you keep Mahomes off the field. You know, mitigating the Mahomes factor, I, I know his ankle feels better, but, I mean, he's, he, frankly, he's one of very few guys in pro sports now that you can apply the S word to. Scary. Like, they're scary good. You know, like, I, I'm here at Flyers practice. They're going to see McDavid tomorrow night. I was just talking to Louis DeBrusque about him, who, as an analyst for the, for the Oilers, I'm like, that guy can step on the ice. And he scares you. He can beat you by just being there. Mahomes is the same thing. So I got to mitigate the amount of time that he's on the field and that he can scare me and and hurt me. So running the ball, I think, is key. But then, like you said, once they key in on the run, I got to be able to work in, you know, A.J. Brown. And I got to be able to work in Devontae and let Jalen Hurts, you know, finish this thing with the season, with this magical year that he had. I got to get him out in space and let him create. And if you can do those things with this offensive line, which I believe they can, then I think they're in a great position. And then when, you know, when Mahomes is on the field, you got to be able to pressure him up the middle, you know, and they've been able to do that. The addition of guys like Sue and, and obviously you look at Hassan Reddick on the outside, who's just been unreal how good he's been. So mm-hmm. I, I think if you can do that without having to throw the house at, at Mahomes, then you're just going to be in a good situation. I know a lot of people are predicting this might be a blowout, and but I, I don't think it's that. I, I think it's about a six-point game. I think you're looking at like a 30 – I'm going to give you a weird score too, like a 34-28, you know, some kind of weird missed two-point conversion gets you to 34 or something. I don't know, but I, I'm going to give you a 34-28 Eagle win and uh, grease up the poles. Wow. I don't think that's too weird of a score though. I mean, do you think – Two field goals on top of four touchdowns, 34. It's yeah. not, not too wild good. of a It's one of those numbers you don't see very often. That's good math out of you quickly, Jack. As we yeah, wrap things up here with Jason. You're my I, accountant, I would, Jack. <laughs> I hope he is. He needs to be ours here. We don't pay him enough for that. God bless him. Um, God, so no. <laughs> as we wrap things up, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. Oh. It would, would would the Edmonton Oilers equal the Kansas City Chiefs? And then would the Philadelphia Eagles equal? Not the Flyers? Well, um, of course not. Do they equal Tampa Bay Lightning last couple of years of what, how yeah, they build fair. the core players, the kind yeah. of the stalwarts of certain positions? What do you think? Yeah, Kucherov is Mahomes or Vasilevsky's Mahomes, you know. No, no, yeah, I said I this. I said this. Eagles, Eagles are Lightning. Depth, stars, yeah. Hall, of Fame, Hall of Famers. And yeah. then I would say Kansas City, I'm not saying that, they have really great players. So Edmonton's Edmonton's got some high-end talent. I don't know what they would be. Would they be the Avs? Maybe Toronto, the high-end Tor- weaponry, but not the the right amount of people to ultimately win it all. But they Toronto, do, they, they, they have one, but they have won it all. So it's tough. So I think yeah. yeah, probably a Super Bowl, probably a Stanley Cup winning Toronto team. 
which they could yeah. this year. They they they're, they're having a nice year. 1967. <laughs> oh, it's tough. It's tough, and I don't want to disrespect the Chiefs because they are really good and they've been doing yeah. it really been for and a it, long and time. It, like the Andy Reid factor is a big one too. I mean, you've never had a Super Bowl where you've had the, the two coaches that are going head to head have each been fired by the team that they're facing. Sirianni was fired in Kansas City. Reed was fired here a decade ago. So you got that part of the equation too. Yeah, it's fun. I'm going to go this. I'm going to go Caps, Stanley Cup team is Kansas City. And then I'm going to go Lightning, best Stanley Cup team is the Eagles. I'll, I'll, okay, I'm in. I like that. That's good. OB is uh, Mahomes. Backstrom, Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah, I could buy that. John Carlson is – yeah, I can, I can, I can get it on Chris that. Jones. He's like Chris Jones, yeah. the all-pro defensive guy. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Jason, what's the schedule for you the rest of this week here? Because I know you got flyers and you got all this stuff going on. Ooh, Edmonton in town tomorrow night. Saturday, it's the Nashville Predators are coming in for a matinee. Sunday, it's Dave Haxtall and the Kraken for a matinee. Then we're going to sit down, get buckled, watch a little Super Bowl, and eat finger foods all day. Wow. Look at the flyers. Sunday matinee. I mean, that's big. It's a good day for a Phillies fan. For a Phillies yeah. fan, go to a game. Oh yeah, go. a couple bowls of loudmouth soup at the barn. You'll be good to go. Start off right. <laughs> the great Jason Martinez. Thanks for coming on, man. You're the best. Check him out. Boy, enjoy the game this weekend. All right, check him out, everybody. The, the great Jason Martinez. Ah, G's podcast. Great guy, mentor, friend. How good was that, Jack? That's a good, that's a different, I want something different. I don't want to get some big player on and yeah, we, we've been blessed. We have great guests. I just wanted something different, chill. We don't want to compete with the Ross Tucker show. We want to compete kind of in our avenue. You know, Jack, you're a who's yeah. who this week at the show. How many, who's been on your show this week? The Ross show. So we have had Fran Duffy was one, the Eagles kind of podcast film breakdown guy carrington harrison was another he's a kansas city chiefs radio guy he's really really smart brett coleman was another that we had recorded for this week dr david chow football injury kind of pretty much the go-to guy on twitter when a football injury occurs i mean he's almost dead on always with his analysis like a 99 percent hit at diagnosing just from twitter videos which is incredible so those are some of the few guys that we'll have and then there's some that I'll come out that I don't want to spoil through the rest of the week. Some players that are involved in Super Bowl 57 and some others as well. Wow. In-depth knowledge. Jackie, do you want to give it to you folks? Listen on the other line. I appreciate everybody listening as always, man. We have a blast. Rasheed Bailey is going to be joining us here in a little bit. He's getting back from training. Uh, but before that, guys, I'm talking about our friends over at Actions Over Words, apparel.com, Actions Over Words. Just awesome people down there in Cape May, just rocking it. Great, great product. Donating money back to the charity of their choice by what they sell. They're putting their actions over the words. Excuse me there, folks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but again, love what we got going on actions over words. Okay, Jackie boy. The bar of the week this week on some show brought to you by the original fudge kitchen shipping fudge and street treats across the country is conch Republic in Key West part, Florida. Listen, this place is iconic down here. It's the first bar you're going to hit when you're walking past Sloppy Joe's, heading to kind of the marina area with all the great bars on there with Schooner, Galleon, Half Shell, Boathouse. It's the coolest part of town for me. The best happy hour. Listen, the best happy hour in town, in my opinion, one of them at least, is Conch Republic. 
just everyone's buy one, get one free beers, buy one, get one free domestics and imported beers. They have great seafood, great eats. They back the boat up. You see the yellowtail snapper coming right in the restaurant that they're about to cook and make for you. Go and get the Royal Red Shrimp. If you ever go down there, they're amazing. It's a secret menu item. Amazing. Check them out. The Conch Republic, great, great spot. Bartenders, awesome. Beers on ice, awesome. You know, it's in the just a killer spot in town. You cannot beat it. So, again, my ratings, Conch Republic, bar of the week this week, beer, five out of five. It's on ice. Can't be colder. Food and ambiance, five out of five. I mean, you can't beat the fresh seafood. You can't beat beat right on the harbor. All the boats are coming in from fishing days. You can see all the, you know, fish, fish being filleted. It's the best. Five out of five there. TVs, three out of five. They're not big TVs, but they're there. They're visible, and they have a really cool setup. Huge fish tank, like just really cool. And then, of course, the service is great, five out of five. So 18 to 20 for the Conquer Public, the bar of the week this week on the Colin Thompson Show. All right, Jackie, some matchups. And, and I'll let you brew on one because, of course, I didn't prep you for the show per usual. But I have a bunch. I have a bunch. If, like, so you got time here. I'm going to rip through these. You got time to think through something, Jack. And if you don't, hey, it is what it is. I talked about last week. I think Steve Spagnuolo trying to win for Kansas City is huge because he spent some time at the Jersey Shore. I think that's always a big thing, a social thing that people don't understand. Um, obviously, the storyline between, you know, Nick Sirianni and – Andy Reid and all that stuff that Jason was talking to is always a big thing. Um, but for me, it's how the Eagles are going to handle Chris Jones. How's the offensive line and the protection and the scheme? How are they going to handle Chris Jones? Setting the protection to him, are they going to set it you know, to four on the other side? Are they going to set it to a linebacker that could be a blitzing guy? How's that going to go? Because Chris is one of the best defensive players in the league, if not the best. He's absolutely dominant. Brother of Chandler Jones. So there's a lot to digest there of how they're going to set the protection, something to keep an eye on earlier for a fan noticing on third down what they're doing with Chris, because he's that good in the run game. He's that good. Um, He's, you know, right on that level with Aaron Donald, in my opinion of dominance, he's a bigger than Aaron, um, but they're both really dominant players. Another matchup I'm looking at this week, Travis Kelsey versus DC, John Gannon. How's he going to, Handle Travis. Is he going to roll his safety down on him? Are they going to pull the old, you know, double team situation? And again, how's Andy going to set Kelsey up? Because if Kelsey's going to line up at wide out, you you can't you can't really. It's a different format. If he's in the tight end spot and moving around, they can jam him. They can hit him. They can slow him down. The DNs will work a butch technique where the DN looks like he's rushing up the field, and and here's the tight end right next to him, and they'll just hit the crap out of the tight end and and really disrupt the route timing and the pace, and that screws up the whole concept. So it's going to be really interesting to see, again, early on, how are they going to handle it, third down, first down, and then what's Andy going to do to get him open and do different things. So there's a lot of really fun stuff there. That's what I'm going to be looking at. The next thing I'm looking at here for the matchups – on the Colin Thompson show brought to you tonight, not for long media last week when Eagles are watching the game, Eagles fans are watching the game and it's all over social media. It's the Eagles O line, just double teaming these guys on the zone read game and just knocking the heck out of them. Chip Kelly kind of created this zone read game guys years and years ago. And really what you're doing is you're putting double teams at the point of attack and you're going to not block the end man on the line of scrimmage and the quarterback can read him on a pull situation. Is he going to pull the ball and run it? Is he going to pull the ball and throw it? Right, everyone hears RPOs, all those different things. So, 
it's going to be really interesting to see how that shakes out because these double teams up front, like, are they going to be running linebackers through? So if you have a double team going on folks at home and they may say, hey, listen, we're going to get out of the double team as quick as we can. So there's not a lot of drive off the ball. They may rock the D lineman and then bring the linebacker and and because the, the, the O-line's got to come off the block if the linebacker's going to shoot the hole. So I would watch early on and expect those linebackers to be playing up and trying to knock teams off the double teams because that's what people did to us in Carolina to stop what we had going on because our double teams were nasty in Carolina when we were running the ball. And everyone saw it again last week. Like, if you watch, everyone's watching Jason Kelsey, you know, dance in the end zone. And it's like, did you see him? And, like, uh, I think it was Semolala, like, pick the guy up and dump him on his back. Like, like that's what the – the note is like, that's why sometimes I get a little nuts with the media. It's like, it's not him dancing. It's him dumping the guy on his back, but I get it. I digress. And as I, I keep continue to ramble on here, Philly versus Kansas city, it's the fans. It's the vibe. It's the atmosphere. It has nothing to do with the game. Maybe it will. Maybe there's enough people there from one team where it's going to be loud, but they're both really passionate fan bases. They're both places that both fan bases love to travel to. I know a lot of Philly people, that travel to Kansas City. I know a lot of Kansas City fans that put on green and go to a Kansas City game in Philly because they love going there too. Both great cities, things to do, both unique. So what's that matchup like? It's going to be fun. So that's what I kind of hammered down. Jack, in your uh, five minutes here of me rambling, what did you prep for? I kind of came up well, last week. I talked about Nick Bolton. Obviously, that how key the matchup he'll be and how much he has surprised me these past season and two. I'm going to talk about somebody we've had on the show before. I think he was before my time, a little bit before me. Mike Burton. I think <clears throat> fullbacks have become very important. Have you seen him at Kyle Juszczyk in San Francisco? I think having that fullback to help in just a variety of ways, like how versatile even Mike Burton is just in the pass game, kind of even as a pass protection, kind of being in the backfield as another passing guy. If the Eagles send a blitz and they kind of help with Mahomes' limited mobility with his ankle injury, then even though it will be a few weeks removed, we'll still be bothering him a little bit. So I think having him in pass protection, kind of sneaking him out, letting him leak out sort of a pass dump to get a few extra yards there if all of your other routes fail, or even your design play is getting it to Mike Burton, I think. That's a lot of options that he can provide there. And usually fullbacks are an afterthought in this day's NFL, but they still provide a lot of value. And you can see a lot of the best teams still heavily utilize a fullback. I mean, like we talked, like I literally just talked about Kansas City, Baltimore. I mean, there's just countless examples of other teams. I'm not even thinking off the top of my head that utilize a fullback. Niners. I, I talked about check before, so I, he might slip my mind when I said it, but okay, Baltimore, sorry. San Francisco. Etc. Etc. But yeah, that's my little ramble about why Mike Burton could be a key factor in the Super Bowl. Mike Burton, he's one of our biggest. I think he still is our biggest show of all time. I made all the kids I coach in high school listen to it because I I just he's just a he's the most disciplined athlete I've ever played with. Christian's number two. That guy's number one. I mean, he is unbelievably disciplined, driven. I mean, everybody's driven, but like. His the what he sacrifices to make it. Now Christian's up there too. It's not a slight of Christian, but like this guy Mike is different bird, different bird. The way he eats and how he does things, like he's not eating just like a burger. It's got to be turkey and like no bread. Like it, everything's a dialed in meal. He doesn't have cheat meal in years. Like there's no like breakfast sandwich. There's no like cheesesteak. There's no alcohol. Like he is <clears throat> completely dialed. Um, I'm dialed sometimes, Jack. Other times, it's not for me. It's not for me. 
uh, as we keep things rolling on here. Again, everything is brought to you by the original Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. All right, Jack, I want to hear your I want to hear your prediction for the Super Bowl. What are you feeling, buddy? The heat is on. I don't know. We were talking about this following the Sam Boner show, and I kind of said the same thing that I'll say now. I don't know. And because we, I've talked, I've seen so many different sides of the coin this last week, which is between Chiefs people, Eagles people, third-party people, just saying different, basically every different angle you can take away from this game. And I don't know. It's tough because at the same time, everybody talks about how loaded the Eagles are. There's the same fact of, well, Mahomes is just a baller. Kelsey is just a baller. And it just, it's just, the Eagles defense is stacked. It is a very perfect defense. But if there is one issue that this defense has had over the last several years, and it's very much a non-issue compared to previous years, it is their linebacker coverage. And it just so happens that obviously the Chiefs' best weapon, I don't even know if he really can consider him technically a tight end, which is how much of a threat he is on the outside, is Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey can kill teams over the middle. And it doesn't help when your worst part of your very great defense is the perfect matchup for the offense. So, I mean, Kelsey could have a career day. He literally had, what, 16 receptions in the AFC Championship, somewhere along those lines? He's going to get I mean, his, right? He's really going to get his, just depending on how they're going to handle it. Are they going to put a safety on him? And then if they have an extra safety and they go like a dime situation, like do they have the guys that can come up and, you know, play him and, and then also <laughs> stop the run game? Like everyone's like pass, pass, pass. But, like, to me, if Kansas City can run the football – watch out like that's that's to me is a concern not who's going to guard them because no one ever guards them right yeah. they never guard them so and andy's going to set up situations for motions and shifts and all these different things where he's out they have to remove the guy from the box to guard him he's a wide out he really yeah. is he's that dynamic of a wide receiver that doesn't take away that he's not a true tight end um but even then, like my thing is sort of even if you bring down a safety, you bring down Epps or somebody and he's manned up on Kelsey or if they bracket him with a linebacker in zone and then the safety on top of him. I don't it's just it also leaves the point of the Chiefs as much as they're not as dominant as they have been in years past with Tyreek Hill and Harmon, who's now an IR. They're still speedy. They can take the top off your defense or your no doubt your about top, it. And it's no, just you're great. It's an interesting thing that they decided to do because. You know, they they, tra they traded Tyreek Hill, right? They made that decision where they said, okay, we're, he's one of the best, if not the best receiver in the NFL, which is really hard to do. We're not going to pay him and, and salary cap strangle us because you're already paying Mahomes, highest paid guy in the league. We're going to trade him and get a huge draft capital back, massive, and then also have a little bit of money to sign guys. So they have a different team this year, and that's what I was talking about with Jason. It's like they have depth. They have – maybe not the high-end skill like the Tampa Bay Lightning I was talking about where they're just loaded or like the Eagles where they have like A.J. Brown and Smith and then like Lane Johnson and Mylotta and Travis Kelsey and like like that's just on the offense or Jason Kelsey. And then defensively, it's like Hassan Reddick, Bradbury, Slay, uh, the guys inside, right? Joseph, Sue, right? So it's like this high-end talent, which can win games with a quarterback that's right in the tier below Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, which is an elite tier. Patrick is unbelievable. I, you know, like I talked about here before, they, it's just a matchup. How this is going to work out? But to me, whoever runs the ball the best wins a football game. I really, truly feel that. I truly feel that because that dictates how the game's going to go. Like you saw when the Eagles were running the ball against a really good defense in the Niners. Really good. The game was done. 
the game was done because of how they ran the ball, not because of the other things. Yes, of course, injuries and all that. That stunk. I wanted to see it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I just it's, it's interesting to see how it's all going to shake out because there's a lot to talk about. So it was funny. I was talking to everybody on the Sam Boner show about how electric it's been down here with Eagles fans, like chaos down here in Key West, Florida, where I'm doing the show for like people are dialed in and ready to rip it up and have a great time. I mean, I've already heard six Eagles chants. I set the over under at 60 before Sunday morning. So, I mean, people are ready to rock and roll for the birds. Like it is, it's just, it's great. It's, it's unique. And I'm a fan of, of both teams. I am a fan of a lot of teams in the NFL because I have friends on every team and I've been lucky to play in the league or I play with guys in college with, or, you know, I, I got to meet Andy Reid, which was just unbelievable when Andy took, you know, a minute out of his time to talk to me and all the other Gator football players and quit manager I was with when I met him one of his last games in Philly. Like I'm an Andy Reid fan and supporter and I got to meet his wife and, you know, I got to play with Hassan Reddick in Philly and like, it was tough for me last week to see what happened with the Eagles and the Niners. I'll be honest. Cause C-Mac, I wanted him to win a Super Bowl. He deserves that Niners team, you know? So like Mike McGlinchey, you know, Dan Brunskill, guys that have been on our show. Um, it's been unique. It's been unique so far. Jack, I'll ask you this. As we are uh, waiting for Rasheed Bailey to join, um, what was the weirdest question that your boy got asked this week, Ross Tucker? Or the weirdest response he had? Because he's the best. He's so good, great with food. I love his stuff. I don't know if there's any really weird questions or responses from anything that I've seen, at least. Um, I mean, I'm trying to like, go off the top of my head. I mean, obviously there was a, de- a lot of interesting questions. My favorite is the, uh, I forget his exact name, but he goes around to all the players in the media. And I didn't find this out till after the fact, since he's been doing this for like a decade. He asked all of them, he's like, is the Super Bowl a must-win game? And it's funny enough because it's been just a long-running joke at this point, but I thought that was a funny question just in general. But in terms of Ross, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm kind of blank. It's been very... F- usual for super bowl week any of the questions i really can't think of anything that tops out to me i'm failing here i'm failing you it's okay jack where are you watching the game this week what are you munching on my house i'm not really doing anything exciting for the super bowl i'm very calm i'm any it's i think it, it was bill burr who said anybody who actually wants to watch the super bowl watches it at home they don't go out to super bowl parties in my opinion at least i'm sure i'm be proven wrong whenever you send me whatever you're doing for the super bowl or whatever but I mean, I'm, I don't know what we're eating yet. I honestly don't know. Probably be a couple of finger foods, like Mick was talking, or Jason, I think, was actually said with finger foods, but probably some wings, mozzarella sticks, the very basics for a Super Bowl party, whatever my parents decide to cook up that I'll grab in between quarters and whatnot. But nothing really too out of the ordinary. I'm keeping it very calm and low key this year. Well, speaking of calm and low key, a man who's not calm and low key, <laughs> what is the word? Where are you at, Rashid Bailey? Woo, 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 woo. Let's go, man. Are you in man, Philly? I just got back in for my workout. I'm feeling juiced up, gassed up, ready to go. Ready to go, Rasheed Bailey. We got a few minutes. I need to hear about how the championship game was, and then we're gonna talk about prediction. How was the championship game, man? Yo, as a kid, I'm just strictly talking about from being a fan. That place was booming. It was booming in there, man. The experience, everything. Like, I was in there having a great time. You know, I had just flew in from Miami. I'm talking like in the morning, like right from the plane straight to the game. And 
from the time I got there to the time the game ended, the place was rocking, bro. I mean, I can't really explain the goosebumps and the chills that I got, you know what I'm saying, just by being in the building, being in the flesh of all that energy. It was top-notch, man. That's awesome, man. I absolutely love it. Now, what time do you go to bed in Miami and then get on the flight the next day? I, I didn't sleep, yo. I did not sleep. I can honestly say I was with Alex Armour at a club in Miami, flew. The only thing that saved me, hopefully we can get sponsored, was Wawa. I got a 16-ounce Wawa coffee. I sat in my car for about 40 minutes, went to Wawa, drank the coffee, and I stayed up the whole day. It was crazy, man. I was gassed up, juiced up, man. It was definitely a great time, bro. Shout out to Wawa for gassing <laughs> up and supplying. It's a free ad right here. Supplying Rasheed Bailey through rough, rough times and feelings for another high and the adrenaline. And I think you're at a game, though. Like I always say, people, you play in Seattle. You don't need to bring any juice. It's brought no, for you. you don't. Right? Nothing you just good. show up. Sometimes you in Carolina, like, it's kind of quiet there. Like, it's different. It's it's a lot of Clemson fans, the South Carolina fans, and they love the football, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, like, everybody's from, you know, Carolina. People lived in Charlotte way before the Panthers got there. You know, Panthers only, like, 25 years old. So, it's uh, it's unique fan base. I love the fans, but it was a, just a different vibe than when I was used to in Philly. Okay. Sheed. You know, we're wrapping the show up in here a little bit. I need your prediction for the Super Bowl. Here we go, man. I'll I, I say this, man. If they come out and play how they played last week, you know, nasty up front, run the ball well, manage the clock, the big-time players come to show up and make big-time plays, yo, man, I'm going to see a lot of people that I know on Broad Street. You know, it's going to get pretty interesting. So, you got, um, you got a final score? I'm, I'm, huh? Final score? I don't have a final score, but I will say this, man. I, I, I can see them winning by – it's going to be a tight game, man. It's going to be – it's going to come down to the wire. I, I really believe that, you know, Patty Mahomes and what he can do. Um, he's a magician. I, I just really think that it's going to come down to the wire and it's going we, – we're going to get everything that we asked for from this game. Um I'm going to be there. Hopefully, you know, like, I'm I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for the energy. I'm excited for the atmosphere. It's going to be my first Super Bowl, first Super Bowl weekend. Um, I'm going to be a kid all weekend, man, just taking it all in and enjoying every second of it. Super Bowls were amazing. I'll never forget when I went to my one and only. It was in Dallas, uh, Green Bay, Pittsburgh. Remember coming up the steps right before the game because we went in the wrong security line. It was like four hours. Crazy. I was pissed. We were pissed. But we still made it for kickoff. I remember coming up the steps, up in the nosebleeds, and like the wind hitting your face. And yeah. I just started I just started crying. Like I was a no senior way. in high school, and I'm like, man, this is what I want. This is what I have to do. Like, I'm gonna do whatever I can to get here. Like just emotional, yeah, yeah. genuine, like I was just like, oh my God. Like the lights, the the flashes of the cameras, like. Super Bowl show, like it's just like I was on here with Jack earlier talking about like face value and like how crazy. Yeah, but I don't think two grand if you can get him, you're not going to get him for two grand. But if you could at the time, it's really nothing. It's the number one show in the world, other than like a no, World Cup, maybe Olympics. I, like, I'm still trying to make it make sense that I'm going. I can't even really, you know. Shout out to my dog Tori. You know, I, I, I can't. It doesn't feel real. Like I really fly out tomorrow, 
And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing about, like, some of the events that I'm going to be able to attend. And, whoo, man, I'm gassed up, man. I can't – but, like, it's just, you know, Super Bowl is – it's like one of those dream come true type moments, man. Whether you're in it, a part of it, watching it, you know, I think it's the most beautiful event, you know, known to man, man. Like, the commercials, everything about it, you know. Like, you just said, like, the cameras, the lights, Rihanna – I mean, come on now. It's going to get pretty interesting down there in Arizona. Well, not down there, but over there in Arizona. You got the Waste Management Open going on. Oh, boy. Where are you staying down there? You know where you're staying at? Are you staying near the I'm stadium? not even sure, man. I just got – listen, I just got a ticket to go down there. I don't even have a ticket to fly back. I, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know where I'm staying at. I know I'm staying with my dog, Tori. But I don't know which hotel it is or where it's going to be at. I just know I'm going to be in the mix. I love it. I love it. You're dialed in. That's why we had you on. I just want to have you on quick today, doing a quick hitter oh, on the yeah. show. The great Rasheed Bailey. Appreciate you coming on, brother. Before we, can we talk about can we talk about how Rasheed finally tried out another place to San Bone this week? Oh, he, my he... God. Please, let, all right, listen. Talk Shout about out it. to all of the guys. All the videos, Sam Bone, Colin. I mean, I went down there. I didn't even call. I didn't order. I just straight just went. I wanted the whole experience. I walked in there. It's smoky. They telling me they only accept cash. They don't sell French fries. I said, this is a real cheesesteak place, man. <laughs> I get in there. I'm trying to create some conversation. You know, trying to, you know, tell them that I've been waiting to come try this place. Man, I didn't even wait till I got home. I got in the car. I opened that thing up, man. I probably had about 10 to 15 to 20 messages in my Instagram DMs saying, I got to go try that place, man. I mean, shout out to them down there, man. That was, I've been saying I'm only going to stick to one cheesesteak place, and that's Dallas Sandro's. But this place right here, Angelo's, man, it is now on my list, and I will always 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 tell people about that place because the bread the the quality i mean everything about it was you know you guys didn't lie about it and, and i'm glad i went to go try there is nothing like it in the world my new rating is that's a 10 that, that you skip four spots and then i think i think john's roast pork is right there but no nah, yeah shout out it, to you it, man because you're the reason why i went Oh, thank well, thank you. I feel honored. But I had no I, idea nothing, nothing, about this place, yo. I had no it's idea. It's the best about food I've ever. It's the best sandwich I've ever had. Period. Probably top five food I've ever eaten. I, I mean, it's just dumb, dumb good. Yeah, that's a unbelievable. That's definitely a Philly joint right there. That's a that's a that's the spot. Like I would definitely tell people about. I would tell people about that spot first before I say Dallas Don't get me wrong, Dallas is really good, but that place just has a different kind of a different kind of energy that I really do like. Just like you, different kind of energy. You feel me, bro? Like, like built different. <laughs> built different, man. I'm listen, man. I'm 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 in a I'm in a. Uh, we don't have to talk about this on camera, but um, I'm definitely in a contract talk right now. It's been it's been a crazy last few days, man. And I'm glad that I got a chance to come on here to get some of this energy out, man. Some positive flowing energy because it's a lot going on right now. Damn right there is. Damn right. The great Rashid Bailey. Safe travels, brother. Send some videos. Have some fun out there, bud. All right, big dog. I appreciate y'all boys for having me. Thank you, buddy. There he is, everybody. The great Rashid Bailey. What a stud. What a great dude.
lucky to call him a friend and uh, just just the man. He's going to have a blast down there at the game. Jackie, that wraps things up, man. Uh, what a great show today. Some fun, some different stuff. We got a hockey guy on here talking football. We got a football guy on here going to the game. And we got the great Jack in the back, Jack O'Connell, pressing all the right buttons. The man. Barely. I've done some of the buttons today. You've done some of them. I'm losing my producer title as we speak by every passing hey man, day. This is not for long media. We're a team. You know, we just do, we just throw everything at the, you know, the kitchen sink at it and figure it out later. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do, Jackie boy. All right, guys, enjoy the game. Have some fun. Send some videos of you eating food and Sam boning and tearing it up, hanging with family, friends. That's what the Super Bowl is about. Please do not drink and drive. Be safe, Uber, and uh, just have a great weekend. Guys, thank you to our friends over at the Original Fudge Kitchen. I'm Colin Thompson. That's Jack Connell. Thanks to Rashid and Jason for joining the show. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. No prediction out of me. For the fans, trust what you see. Don't listen to DSPN. Listen to all this other stuff. See what your eyes tell you. Make a prediction from there. Have a good one, guys. Coming from a time where kids think they're gangsta Talking like a dog but they're living in New Hampshire I'm the only one saying